you are listening to the Spine Whisperers podcast. Please know that our doctors are here to only educate, not diagnose on this podcast. If you have any questions, please feel free to find us at www.mfwellness.org. Dr. Matt, Dr. Brad, and Kenzie are here. We're going to be talking about yoga and why it's so very important to the chiropractic community, but also to everyone. Kenzie, can you just give us a rundown of your education and how you got interested into yoga? Yeah, so when I was 17 years old, I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. And my doctor told me to lay off the high intense workouts. So that really dove me into a slower paced exercise, which turned into yoga. And I spent three months practicing every single day through the summer, and it completely changed my view of physical movement and exercise and allowed me to understand what triggers the pain with the arthritis and how to treat it with gentle movements. And then once I got back into high school, because I was starting my senior year of high school, I started weight training with the yoga, and that allowed me to deepen how important those two are, because mm -hmm. you need to stress the bones and the muscles in a healthy way, and then yoga is a good way to recover and kind of bring that all together. And then after high school, I went to college, got a bachelor's degree in nutrition. Once Where I- at? Where at? SIUE, okay. Southern Illinois University of mm -hmm. Edwardsville. And once I came home, the one thing I knew is I wanted to go get my yoga instructor's license. So out in St. Charles, there's a studio called Jane's House. They've been around for about 21 years. They're yes, pretty established. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they'd have a 200 hour. So I got that and graduated last May. So I am just hit my one year anniversary of being a certified yoga instructor. All right, congratulations. Thank you. My mother and my aunt and a couple other people that I know absolutely loved our previous yoga instructor, but are even more excited and happy. And it's always nice to go through a change. And they're doing really well on Wednesday mornings. Yeah, they're our Wednesday morning crew. Yeah. And we, we show up around a little before eight. They've already been here for over an hour. Mm -hmm. And then they come over and also get adjusted. So it's kind of a, they get it all that day. Yeah, it's really fun to see them experiment with the different things that I have to offer. And I love experimenting with the different props, straps, and blocks. And they're always like, okay, let's try it. Let's see how this goes. And they always have positive reviews of, oh, that helped open this. Or I felt a stretch there. So they've been a lot of fun to work with. They're open and to anything you throw yeah. at them. Really? Okay, <laughs> that's good. Is there a certain, and I don't know all the terminology with yoga, is there a certain style that you would say that you utilize so what i was educated in is hatha yoga which is like just a big umbrella of the styles of yoga but it's it's very general it's probably the most common here in the west um, but underneath that you can experience vinyasa which is um, basically a series of flows like all done together i think that's a little more intense so with my hatha yoga I do like mini flows. So I'll get us into like two, three positions and kind of bounce between those instead of setting up like a, a more traditional vinyasa will be like seven different poses all put in a row. And when you set up those mini flows, 
do you base it on, okay, we're going to be sitting during this time, we're going to be laying during this time. What are the three things that I, I think can help people's joints, mobility, breathing? How do you instruct or help people learn how to do deep breathing or belly breathing? Well, I always start off class, like once I introduce myself, I ask if anybody has any requests, things that they want to work on. Oh, you're you're on the spot. You're so, okay. You're like, hey, a la carte. <laughs> that's okay. where I'm like, some people don't have anything and they're like, whatever you want to do. But yeah. for me, I'm a problem solver. So when they do come in and they're like, my hip's a little wonky, I'm like, let's work on that. So for me, that really guides what I'm going to focus on through that practice because mm-hmm. um, I'll I kind of, you know, we start, I usually start everyone off either in a seated position or laying down. I go through a few minutes of centering. Comfortable, right? Start to connect with the breath, teach them, okay, when we're in a relaxed position, deep breathing down into the belly, how to relax the core and expand there. And then I'll teach them how to engage the core and encourage the breath upwards during more active movements. So I always start the class out with that of, okay, let's get connected with the breath because the breath guides the movements. So mm. then once we're centered, I start moving us with movements on the floor, slowly warm up the body, start with getting the hips movement, warm up the core, warm up the glutes. If I'm doing shoulders, I'll do a little extra shoulder movements, but it kind of depends. If someone wants hips, I won't focus as much on shoulders, but sometimes people are like, oh, my neck is sore, and I'm oh. like, we're using those shoulders nice. today. Do it. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I always start yeah. us off on the floor, get us moving there. And then so I'll either go to hands and knees or a seated position. If people have sensitivity with the knees, I usually just go to a seated position. Modifications. Yes. Modifications are a big thing with yoga. Okay. Because there are people that are as young as 17 years old that cannot do anything on their knees. Like their knees always hurt. Yeah. What kind of modifications would you do for uh, warrior pose? A couple of the other ones that like have a hard time pushing your knees and getting that stance down. What would be a modica- modification for that one? So the easiest way to explain it is whatever you think is a difficult pose, I try to find a way to do it in the most supported way. So okay. like warrior so mm-hmm. one or two, you've got your legs split. Yes, ma'am. So I'll, honestly, I'll put us on our back, roll over to the side. Let's get the hips open first and start going through some twist. Once you're comfortable with that, I'd offer another cushion to place underneath the knees Mm -hmm. and I'd move us through like a low lunge on the ground. So your hands can absorb a lot of the weight and you can kind of start to experiment. Okay, does this feel good for the knee? If it does, can we push it a little further? If it's causing actual pain, let's readjust and go from there. You devolve. Mm-hmm. the pose or mm-hmm. the movement and you take everything away and you you start at the very base and then you work your way up. Yep. I go from most supported and then the peak of the class would be the least supported and most effort and then we come back down to most supported. That nice. is, that's awesome. That's a great way to look at it because yeah. people are like, oh, I just can't use my knees. Just give me a modification for my knees. But what you're saying is What's like, why can't you do it? Is yep. it, is it knee pain or is it other something other than, Hey, I don't know how to do it in a yeah. way that, yeah. I, and I will ask people like, how does this feel doing it from, you know, laying, a laying position to now on your knees versus standing up? Like 
it's very inquiry based of like, what is it that you're feeling? Why are you feeling that? Is that a good feeling? Is that a bad feeling? Is it something that you can, you know, keep pushing and to learn more about yourself and what actually feels right in your body? Imagine right now you're hosting a yoga class. Okay. You're in the beginning and you have, you know, three women and three guys that have never taken yoga before. And you start talking about um, deep belly breathing and they're looking at you like you have four heads. Yeah. There are patients that don't feel comfortable with yoga mm -hmm. and also don't know anything about deep belly breathing, even though we have attempted very vigorously to teach them. So, well, and a lot of people simply just don't know how to relax. <laughs> like they, it is, it's just, and especially yoga, I mean, I'm asking you to be vulnerable and yeah. it's a hard thing for some people to do. So what I would do to introduce a breathing segment is, especially with the beginner, I'd ask them to lay down on the ground because a seated position, you got a lot more activity going on and it's just a little too complicated. So usually I'd ask them to lay down. They can lay flat on their back. They can Doctor, bend their knees. Lay down right now? <laughs> No, I'm just trying, I'm just, okay. what I'm no, trying to do good. is just visualize it, yeah. So it's all, for me, it's all about setting you up in a position that's comfortable. So some people don't like to lay flat, so I can set a bolster underneath their knees so that it's a little more comfortable. What's a bolster? Basically a, uh, a yoga pillow. It's the easiest way to explain it. Okay, is it, is it thin? Is it big? Is There's it... different kinds. So here we have what kind really, of bolsters do we have? We have here really nice thick bolsters. It's like four to five inches thick two feet wide. It's beautiful. It's a perfect rectangle, right? It is a perfect rectangle. Yes. It is definitely one of my favorite bolsters I've ever used. I can do a lot with it. Yeah. So, um, but that's really popular. People like to put it underneath their knees. It's a little easier on the low back. Um, so once you're in a comfortable position, I'll have you close your eyes, focus the gaze on the darkness behind the eyelids, start to just cool the breath, come to the natural breath. Don't change it, but simply follow it. Begin to watch the journey through the breath. If you're breathing through your nose, can you feel the coolness of an inhale and the warmth of an exhale? And see if you can start to breathe all the way down into the belly. Keep expanding through the chest and the belly and start to feel how those muscles lift and expand to allow the air to enter the lungs. And notice how the exhale relaxes those same muscles back into the body. Keep breathing like this and take note of the quality of your breath. As you've begun to watch your breath, maybe it's deepened, maybe it's slowed. Notice how that feels for you. And see if you can draw your breath a little longer. Take a few extra seconds to draw in and slow the exhale out. Keep breathing like this. Begin to scan the body for any areas of tension. See if you can relax with an exhale. Maybe it's letting the knees and the ankles roll wide. Maybe roll the shoulders away from the ears. If the jaw feels tight, maybe open and close a few times as if you're yawning. And maybe you can soften the muscles surrounding the eyes and the forehead. If there's anywhere else you can relax, please do so. And with your next inhale, 
See if you can draw deep down into the belly. Maybe even place the hands on the belly and see if you can feel that expansion grow. Keep breathing like this deep into the belly. See if you can relax all the surrounding muscles. And now you've entered deep belly breathing. Start to come back to your natural breath, letting it fill through the chest and the belly if that's comfortable. And on your next inhale, draw the low belly in and up. Slightly engage the core. See if you can encourage the inhale to lift and expand through all four sides of the rib cage. Keep breathing like this and see if you can feel how that slight engagement in the core works to support the low spine. As you move through practice, this is an important style of breathing to help protect the back. So during times of relaxation, I might offer the deep belly breathing. And during times of movement, I might encourage this low belly bind during breathing. Go ahead and come back to your natural breath. And that is my breathing centering portion of the um, That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. As soon as you... Entered my hit yoga that, hit that, As soon as you hit that serious note, it was dead silent. Mm -hmm. There was nothing else going on. Dr. Brad and I were like, okay, okay, this is what we're <laughs> going to do. Um, that was really good. Thank that you. was nice and easy. Great cadence. Great uh, sound. What a great way to describe a form of getting to that meditation portion as well. Mm -hmm. As well as deep belly breathing. Yeah. So... People, I think people are going to go wild. Yeah. People well, are going to be like, oh my gosh, this is great. When you tell people to meditate, they're like, I'm supposed to sit here with my empty thoughts. And it's like, no. I mean, there's so many different things to yeah. focus on. And like breath, for me, is like the first thing. Right. Learn how to breathe. Because there's so many ways to breathe. Right. People just think it's just inhale, exhale. And it's like, you know, you can send it in different directions. That's right. Yeah. A couple of the other things that have kind of come to the practice's attention is that we have people that do have anxiety attacks. Yeah. And they think that there's something wrong with them. And as doctors, as physicians, our job is to let them know that you have... There's a, something happening. There's something happening okay. to your body. <laughs> you're okay. You're not defective. Yeah. This is your body's natural response to stressors subluxations and life yeah well and some people's stress affects them internally and some people's stress affects them externally and i feel like that's a perfect way to explain an anxiety attack right. is your stress has become a physical external thing right. and that's okay it, it is normal it happens to millions of people across the world it's just figuring out what your triggers are and how to breathe through it right so and that's learning where, that deep right, belly breathing right. or that Belly bind breathing will help so much to just change what's happening in the brain. Yeah. And I guess sort of along those lines, just here, and I know you've practiced outside of here, but you've come across a variety of individuals. Do you have a certain group of individuals you, you really enjoy working with? Is there a certain, I know you got into it because of psoriatic arthritis. Mm -hmm. Is that a goal for you to work with others uh, my, who deal with psoriatic? Def, the people that are like, I'm not flexible. 
oh, I can't do yoga. I don't know how to move. Those are my favorites because I'm like, you don't have That's to not be what flexible. It's about. <laughs> like I had um, my cousin's husband actually come do yoga here mm-hmm. and he was really hesitant because he was like, I can't even touch my toes. And I was like, you don't need to. But I was also like, but I can get you to touch your toes. Right. <laughs> like I was right. like, it's, it's... it's just preparing the body for that style of movement. So that I think is the biggest thing is people that are, they're hesitant because they don't know what they're capable of. Right. And it's like, and that's what my job is, yeah. is to show you, to teach you, to introduce you to the different movements that can allow your body to do amazing things. Right. Yeah. So definitely newbies or people that are just scared. But I also love working with people who have injuries or pain and like learning to understand what's a good pain and what's a bad pain. Because mm-hmm. some people, as soon as they feel anything, they're like... <gasps> I don't. I should stop moving. Yes. Yeah, we talk about that too we on talk, our yeah. side. Yeah, uh, we did a podcast about it, right? Look, yeah, I think we've touched on yeah, it a few. Um, soreness. What's the difference between soreness and pain, and you know things you should work through, and yeah. maybe sometimes when you should maybe back off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. people go both ends. Yeah. They're like yeah, you pain, have, rocks, and then they yeah. hurt more, and you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. You have to know who you're dealing with. Definitely. Yes. yes. What kind of individual it is. And we've talked to a bunch of patients that have been like. Okay, well, I just need to lift heavier. I just need to do more weights. Yeah. And then Dr. Brad and Dr. Danielle are like, hey, and Dr. Josh are like, hey, have you thought about band exercises? Have you thought about isometrics? Have you thought about all these different things that you don't need to lift weights with? Yeah. yeah. And That's start there. Definitely the biggest difference I see between men and women. Women are like, oh, I shouldn't do this. This hurts. Not all, but most. Versus men are like, well, let's just push through it. And I'm like, let's be gentle with the body. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they want to do the same workout they did 30 years ago. Yes. And it doesn't always work out so well. Yes. But yes. yeah, but then they'll just keep pushing right through. But Yes. But I've been able to work with several different guys that have opened up their eyes to be like, wow, yoga has completely changed the other side of their training. Like they're, they've been able to gain flexibility, so they're able to lift weights in a different way and be able to protect the joint and build the muscles that you need to have longevity in that joint. The inclusion of NFL players in ballet and things that help with core stability, it's so encouraged and accepted nowadays than it was 20 years ago. It's opened oh, it up yeah. for, for other guys to feel like, oh yeah, this... Something you, I might want to yeah, try out. Right. And you get you get players that have these plans to not just play for five years, but to play for 15 to 20 years, whether you're NFL, whether you're NBA, whether you're NHL, soccer, uh, football, American, and... Uh, and when they see the results and the improvement, not only in injury, but performance, that's huge. Well, it's like cross-training. Like, they've, yeah. they've been able to prove... If you do one thing over and over again, you're going to hurt yourself That's versus right. doing a variety of things. Your body's prepared for all the yeah. different Which variations. Is a, a big topic with younger people now being told they need to do just this one sport yep. throughout. And then we're seeing these increased number of specific injuries yes. that yeah. are related to that specific yeah. sport. There are patients here that play year round. And um, there's a couple kids that do multiple sports. But they play on their school team, they play on their uh, select team, they play on their traveling team, and um, that's year-round. And it is, like you're saying, like Dr. Brand's saying, that's the possibility of injury increases. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot on the body, especially at a young age. Like The young body is meant to do a lot of things. And if you're only pushing it in one direction, 
you're going to push it off the ledge. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, switch, I remember switch it up. Yeah. in high school, um, I also did, I did, I played volleyball and I did track and field and I did both of those through grade school and high school. And I remember I was the one that led the weight training and all mm-hmm. that stuff for the track and field. And that's when I, I think really ignited my passion into helping others learn how to use their body is because I would plan out a workout that was good for lifting weights, but Mm -hmm. also cardio. So that way the runners were getting what they needed and the throwers and the jumpers were getting what they needed. And that's when it like, I was like, wow, no one knows how to work out. Right. <laughs> no yeah. one knows how to use their body. And I remember. Including I was, sometimes that's the, still uh, coaches. Yes. <laughs> that's still present. Yeah. That's still present. People want, not, not that they want to be catered to, but they want someone who knows what they're doing and knows what they're talking about. They know they can look on YouTube. They know they can figure it out for themselves. Well, it's so easy but, to look up a workout, but yeah. no one tells you what's that supposed to feel like yeah. in the body. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like everyone knows what a squat is, right. but do you know what it's supposed to feel like? What it's supposed to look like? Is someone there watching you do it? Where's your spotter? Mm-hmm. Even if they even if they don't like working out, is there somebody there with you, yep. encouraging you? That's why when you grab when you get um, a partner, and they hold you responsible to work out or to do whatever every single day. Like I know myself and Dr. Brad, we're always telling ourselves and other members of the of the office make sure you get your spines checked because we have a tendency to put ourselves last yeah we can't help anybody if we're injured <laughs> yeah. or we get home yeah. at night and we don't feel like doing anything yeah and uh when we should be doing yeah you know stuff to focus on yeah ourselves. you have to be able to take care of yourself to take yeah. care of others you're right it is the biggest thing you're 100 percent correct <laughs> and i have a question for you not directly related to the yoga but you mentioned your background in terms of college is nutrition do you incorporate any of that when with... people ask okay then yes i'm more than willing to because i'm a food nerd and an anatomy nerd like i love all things related to the body um so when people have questions about where to start mm-hmm. eating because obviously the traditional american diet it is not ideal. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have we have some stuff waiting for us in the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I myself, yeah, with the autoimmune issues, comes lots of food sensitivities. Mm-hmm. So the last 15 years of my life has been figuring out what works for me, what decreases inflammation, mm-hmm. what triggers the different flare-ups. So... I definitely have, I've had lots of family members and friends who have a new diagnosis and they're like, I don't really want to jump into all these heavy medications. What are, what do you suggest is the first changes within the diet? So I'm always willing to do that and to help people like, that's awesome. Just start. Cause you just got to start somewhere and it's very overwhelming if you're, well, you know, they don't educate yeah. anybody about and, nutrition. So. Yeah. And that's something we were talking about the exercise, it's all commercials, the right? exercise part of it too, but you can get in a little bit of trouble if you decide to just start Googling stuff on your own because there's people out there, well, influencers, yeah. that maybe the stuff that they're promoting maybe isn't the best. Yes. So make sure you're talking to somebody who does have a background yes. in nutrition or in Or at least exercise. knows how to research something. Right. That So many people will say, well, I researched it. And I'm like, no, you read an article out of a magazine. You need to go to an actual research link. Right. Yeah. Who's yeah. who's who's paying money to write that article? Exactly. Who's, you know. Yeah, who backed it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So definitely, if anyone ever has questions about where to start, 
how to help or just identify what's causing inflammation in the body. Like I've been there. I've been doing it for a long time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not only with myself, but with friends and family. And it's not as scary as you think. I promise. Okay. So when is yoga? Yoga. We have currently we have four classes. Okay. Monday, we have a 5.30 p.m. yoga basics, really good for beginners and everybody. And how's that going? How is, how are the doctors doing in terms of <laughs> during that time period? Are we? Well, you guys do good. You're okay. not, every now and then we hear you, but it's not loud enough to distract the class. Okay. Um, and by the time we hit Shavasana, which is the last five minutes of the class, the final rest, you guys are usually gone out, and it's yeah. quiet. That's the most important time for it to be quiet. Okay. Is because I've heard of both ends. I've heard we were doing well and I've heard we maybe we should Every do a now and better. then there's it's and it's sometimes not even you guys, it's just, you know, what's happening in the office. Or yeah, some yeah, patient you, hanging out right up front there and yes, like talking really loud. Yes. And, yeah. But it <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Every now and then someone'll laugh really loud and me and the other students will go <laughs> they're having a good time. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But other than that, that's the only class that we hear you guys right at all. That's the only one we're like really that. here. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then the other classes, we have two classes on Wednesdays. We have a seven a.m., which is another yoga basics, and then a six thirty p.m., which I call all levels. Mm-hmm. So that way, if you think you're above a beginner's. I can offer some more challenging poses or variations. So that way, if there are beginners in the class, they can still do what they're capable of. But if you want to do more, I can suggest that. And then Friday at 9 a.m. is also all levels yoga. We absolutely have some beginners and we have some people that really like to go all out. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, and that's fun for me because I, I love to experiment with all things and... I'm definitely most comfortable making sure everyone else is comfortable. Mm-hmm. So when someone's like, I want to sweat today, I'm like, okay, are you sure? Are you ready? How's your body feeling? Are you capable of doing this? And, and I'll still, you know, I'll prep the same way I always prep. Um, and then I'll make sure there's always props nearby. of like, sure. Especially if we're doing balance and stuff. I love doing balance. Um, especially for those who like something a little a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. It's really good to, for the hips and the core and all the things that make up the body. Um, but it's definitely fun for me to, to experiment with what people want to do. There are a couple of patients that need hip and low back instructions, not just stretches and exercises, but the walkthrough of deep belly breathing into, okay, we're going to work on your hips. This is mm-hmm. what it should feel like. Yep. This is what it shouldn't feel like. Let's go through this range of motion. And I'm, I'm still working on those patients to try it once. Well, a lot of what I see with hip and low back is they're so sensitive about it, they don't want to do anything. And I'm like, in order to fix it, we need to work the muscle and then stretch it. So that's my biggest thing is let's get some blood flowing within those muscles and then we'll stretch. Does that come back to the pain avoidance Mm -hmm. issue? Yes, and that's where, like, I'm always very sensitive and I have certain movements I'll do if someone's you know, oh this hurts and you know I definitely am always sensitive to that but I want to get those muscles working because yeah. mm-hmm. as soon as we get them bit. firing it completely changes how their their muscles are working right and there's so many different little movements to work this side of the hip or this part of the low back and it's just 
working with me, allowing me to help you yeah, yeah. make, make the great movements. thing is that we can spend a few minutes with patients going over a few things like the belly breathing or a few exercises, but this is an hour mm-hmm. at least, at least one time a week that you can spend just devoted to yeah. those sort and of things. If I have a student in there and they're like, Ooh, everyone else is capable of I can get them in a pose and keep them moving like that. And I can come over and be like, okay, how is this feeling for you? Like, let's adjust. Let's do this. Let's figure out what works best for you. Because every body is different, Mm -hmm. not only in the way we look, but our, like the literal shape of and length of our bones. (laughs) Even how the joints come together are different. Yes. Like your hip, hip joints. Yes. Everyone has a different angle. You know how that femur comes in. Exactly. And like, like chair pose it's basically like a squat some people can get their hips so low i'm like are you about to fall over where some people are like half standing right but that's your chair pose that's right. what yeah. engages right. your glutes in your back that's perfect so a lot of, and that's where i really encourage people yes it's good to look around and see what others are doing but you need to check in with yourself first right and that's good because yeah you could have you know try to force that person to do that same squat all day long yeah it's just gonna frustrate that's what i i never do physical adjustments on people Mm -hmm. because rather doing it right i like yoga isn't supposed to look a certain way it's supposed to feel a certain way so that's why i'm always like i I will unless we're doing like we're on our hands and knees and doing kickbacks that's the only time i'll be like don't kick your leg higher than this Right. That's the only time I'll come anywhere near of like actually like yeah. adjusting where you're right. moving. But otherwise, I'm just like, okay, do this. Do, right. You know, tilt your hips or shift to the left. Does that feel better? Does that feel worse? Um, so don't ever, if you're scared of someone, because people have been injured from a yoga instructor physically adjusting their movement. And that is right. like, I've been told by lots of, of my teachers to mm-hmm. never do that. And I've heard nightmare stories. So. Do not worry about that from me. Awesome. Anything to add, Dr. Brad? Oh, that's great. Yeah. That was a really well done, descriptive, deep breathing exercise and a what a great discussion on yoga. Um, I am Dr. Matt, Dr. Brad, and Kenzie. If you need to contact me or email me questions, it is Dr. Matt at mfwellness.org. See you later. Big thank you goes to Hug Monster Sound for all the hard work they put into making us sound so great.